The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. All right, want to let you know that as we all look for new ways to pass time, and haven't we been over the past 10 months or so, maybe it's a new way to relax. Many of you are turning to birding, bird watching. It's becoming hugely popular. Uh, The popularity is just growing and growing. And certainly if you follow any of the the birding sites on social media, uh, you can see how many more people are keeping an eye on our feathered friends, whether it's, you know, going for walks, maybe it's in some of the sanctuaries, maybe it's just in their backyard. Why, though? Why is it becoming so popular? Megan Jacklin is the conservation coordinator with the Edmonton and Area Land Trust. Megan joins us this afternoon. Hi, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Megan, first off, tell us about the Edmonton and Area Land Trust. I've been scooching around on on the website and uh, just some beautiful sanctuary spots that we have uh, in the Edmonton area and and around. What does uh, the Land Trust do? So the Edmonton and Area Land Trust secures land as a legacy for both people and for wildlife into the future. And so these areas are all within around 150 kilometers of Edmonton. Many of them are open to the public for people to come and visit the land, and a few of them are closed to the public um, for the wildlife or for the fact that sometimes people will still live in that area. But either way, these lands are intended to be preserved uh, forever into the future so that both uh, people and wildlife may benefit from them. You know what, Megan? I, uh, I I turned to bird watching a few years back when I actually had put up a, a bird box. A friend of mine is a bird biologist, and he knew that I had troubles with mosquitoes in my backyard. And he says you need um, a, a bird box to to get some swallows in your backyard because they like to eat mosquitoes. And that started it for me. And uh, I have uh, just now become thoroughly enjoyed in bird watching and have joined. Facebook groups that are growing and growing and growing and I know that you have a love uh, of birds as well what what was it for you that that turned you that 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 uh, that stoked your passion for birding so for me it was it started out being a passion for nature and for wildlife in general and it started pretty young uh, from the time that uh, you know I was just a newborn my parents were taking me out uh, into nature and I've grown up always spending time um, canoeing uh, hiking and all sorts of other activities like that and being really close to nature and to wildlife so that really inspired me just to be interested in, in nature to begin with, and it inspired me to pursue a degree in conservation biology from the U of A. So when I did that, I found an opportunity um, for my, my first field season to do some point counts for songbirds out in the boreal forest. And so wow. for those who might not be familiar, uh, point counts are a type of survey for birds where you just stand in a spot as a, as a like a point, and uh, then you are listening and looking for birds, writing down what you hear and see. That really started my passion for bird birding specifically because I never knew before that just how many different types of birds and how beautiful, how cool they all were. I just hadn't really thought about it or looked at it before. So it was really it really engaged me in wanting to know more about birds. 
So, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask you, I hope you can answer some, some well, I'm sure you can, but if you look in the Edmonton area, if you look in, I don't know, Alberta, how many species of birds, how many types of birds do we do we have in the province or, you know, in the capital region? I don't know if you can break it down like that, but curious to know. Definitely. So it's, it's around 250 species or even a little bit more than that uh, in, in Alberta and even even potentially in Edmonton, you could find around that many. So it really wow. is a lot. Have you noticed? Um, have you noticed an increase in the number of people taking up bird watching? I would say that at the very least, I've noticed a huge increase in the number of people getting out into nature. And from, say, you talked about uh, seeing people joining Facebook groups for birding. In that case, I've seen that increase specifically in birding. But even simply from the number of people going out to visit EELT conservation lands or other protected areas, there's been a dramatic increase in that. And while that isn't going to be all bird watchers, there's definitely a large portion of people that are bird watching as well. So Megan, what what should be what should we be keeping our eyes out for? Um, I mean, you know, uh, there are some that you know the birds that we're going to see a, a lot of. I would say there's you know a, a boatload of chickadees and there's a boatload of, mm-hmm. of swallows and you know in some parts you can see some some really cool woodpeckers and that sort of thing. But in in the Edmonton area, if people are are, are going out, you know, what are what are some of the types that they can probably guarantee that they're going to that they're going to see and maybe some of the other ones that they might be lucky to see. Definitely. So it really depends, um, first of all, even what what time of year you start looking um, and then also uh, where you're looking and what you're looking for. So you can find a lot of birds just in um, a small park um, or in your own backyard if you have a couple of trees. Like you said, you can see a lot of chickadees, but you can also see two different types of nuthatches. You can see a couple different types of finches, house finches and purple finches, uh, and you can see a wide variety of crows and woodpeckers and even a few more beyond that. So you can find a lot right in your backyard just to get started. And I would say if you're thinking about making a bit of a longer trip, uh, some of the things that are really exciting here in winter that maybe take a bit more of an effort to find would be snowy owls or a couple of other um, birds that like to be more outside of the city like snow buntings. Uh, So snowy owls, um, they spend their um, summers up in the Arctic and out there there are no trees. It's just flat, flat ground. And so when they come here, they don't want to be in the forest. They don't want to be in the city. They go out to our large open um, agricultural fields, and they'll sit on the ground on the highest point of land they can find. So if you have uh, time and a uh, little bit of uh, gas, uh, particularly if you drive out east of the city and you start looking on every high point of land for a little white blob that uh, wouldn't normally be there, those are really exciting for me to find. Okay, you know what? You just nailed it, Megan. Because uh, especially on some of these uh, social media sites that I'm now yeah, that I that I have been following, and so many other are, I see so many photos of owls, and I, I'm fascinated by owls. And I think a lot of people are fascinated by by owls. And I'm like, where do you see these all the time? I'm just amazed mm-hmm. that people are getting these photos. So you told us about snowy owls, and you know, you know, I think sometimes it night if you're quiet you can hear a hoo-hoo or you can hear owls but if you're trying to 
if, look for other owls because there are a, a number of different kind of owls in in this area where and what should you be looking for besides the snowy owls for sure. So again, uh, where you look, uh, you'll see different species. We do seem to get a, a few more species uh, here in winter that in the summer would be further north. So the snowy owl is one of those. Um, I find it's um, maybe easier to see a great gray owl in winter, although they can be here in, in spring and summer as well. Um, and uh, they, um, again, I, I found either north um, and then it can vary um, maybe a bit more to the west is a bit more common for them as well, but they like forests. They're, they're also hard to find because they blend in beautifully with the trees. So <laughs> you have to really look hard. You have to watch for movement um, because that's really the easiest way to see them is if they actually fly between trees. And watch yeah. for shapes um, that don't fit um, because they blend in so perfectly that it really it's really hard to find them. Should we be learning the different bird? Would, would learning bird calls and the, and, the, and the songs of the birds um, would that help us um, in identifying and maybe knowing what we're what we're looking at? <laughs> it absolutely does, and it uh, it is especially a big help as you're moving into the spring and uh, spring migration and the breeding season, because the songs that are easiest to identify are those. Um, mating songs that the birds are singing to try and dry and mate. So if you, you could even start now if you wanted, maybe get a, a bird CD or use a, an online program and start to try and learn some of the songs of some of the, maybe the more common species we get here. Um, it can help you to find owls as well, but they tend to be a little bit more widespread. It, um, it might be easier to find songbirds singing in the spring, and you might have to work at it a little bit longer to start finding owls. We're talking about the growing popularity of bird watching, especially over the past year. Jill from Rocky Mountain House says, Jay, I wanted to say that bird watching helped me pull out of a serious drug addiction. Been clean for over 15 years now, still enjoying the birds. It keeps me present, engaged, and learning. Truly, thoroughly therapeutic. Megan Macklin, or Megan Jacklin is the conservation coordinator with the Edmonton and Area Land Trust. She's joining us this afternoon. We're almost out of time, but a couple of more questions, Megan. Someone was wondering if, if the number of birds has gone back up, um, it just it, you know when you're doing bird counts, what, what are we seeing with the with the numbers over the past couple of years? So I guess I don't know of the exactly of the last couple of years. Certainly over several decades, we have been seeing a decrease overall in the, the number of birds um, here and really um, across the world. Um, and um, so that is part of the reason why I'm so interested in, in researching and, and trying to help. Um, there are some species that are instead flourishing and increasing, but overall we do see a decrease in the number of birds. Uh, you know what? Um, earlier, it was last year. There was, and I, were there these sandhill cranes that flew over the Edmonton area with that incredibly, their incredibly cool call that they had flocks and flocks of them. Megan, did you see that? Yeah, so they, they do actually uh, come through every year. Just beautiful sound uh, that they make, and uh, I, I always love seeing them.
Yeah, and I had uh, I read about they've got like a, a trumpet sound, a trumpet-shaped throat or something. It was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think a lot of people had ever seen them before, and uh, we're just flabbergasted by it. Uh, Megan, before I let you go, so if someone's just starting out, maybe hey, wanted to go out for a walk uh, this weekend as we continue to get through this pandemic, what are a couple yep. of your top tips to uh, maybe where to go, what to bring, what to look for? Absolutely. So um, you can really start out anywhere depending on um, how um, how adventurous you feel. Um, one of the places I really love is Horlock Park, which is right in the center of the city. Um, it has a lot of trails uh, that go through forest and uh, they... Um, have a little bit of variety of habitats as well. I really love it there, and it's so close to the North Saskatchewan River. Another of my favorites is, is White Mud Creek Ravine Park as well. Um, again, lots of forested area uh, near water, um, both of which are really great um, uh, things to attract wildlife and to attract birds. Uh, you can also go uh, outside of the city. Uh, one area that EALT helps to protect is Bunchberry Meadows, and uh, that area has lovely, beautiful, well, wide trails and a wide variety of different habitats as well. So those are all some great places to get started. If, say, maybe you're not um, not ready for an aggressive snowshoe, um, <laughs> maybe you want a bit of a, a trail that's packed down to start with, those are some good things. Uh, if you have access to a pair of binoculars or a bird book, um, whether that it could be a book or it could be in an app form, both of those are great when you're starting out. You don't have to have them, but if you have them, it'll help a lot so that you can see what you're looking at and then you can uh, figure out what you are looking at. So Megan, I would my- say those are the important things that I would start with. Great advice, and Megan, I have to tell you, my text line just blowing up with pictures of birdhouses and stories about owls and eagles and sparrows. So I really appreciate you joining me this afternoon um, and indulging uh, indulging us with uh, with uh, some information. All the best to you. Thank you for this. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You betcha, Megan Jacqueline, joining us this afternoon. The-